It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy, with your hosts, Eric, Isaac, and Caleb. Listen in as they give a brief spoiler discussion of The Batman. I don't know if you guys. I was gonna see uh, if you want to talk a little about Batman first, Isaac. Because I mean, oh I yes, left, that's right. We didn't say a single word about it. No, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I guess so. Uh, well, you had to get up early for physio. So I respect that. Um, uh, I guess you'll steer this us in the direction. So I guess ask Eric first, because I mean, well, you kind of talked about it. So yeah, we can I guess talk about it. So yeah, Eric, what did you think of the Batman? <laughs> Well, I liked it. Oh, gosh. I had to, like, transport myself to me two weeks ago uh, when I had fresher thoughts about it. I thought, well, I thought this is the beauty sometimes of DC, or at least what they're doing, what they've been doing, because obviously they've been all over the map with their live-action films since uh, 2012. Uh, Everything, you know, post-Nolan. And, uh... It is remarkable. What is this, like the 14th live-action Batman movie, something like that? (laughs) It's remarkable that you could be doing your 14th movie and come out with something that feels like a a live-action, like, fresh take. I think that's remarkable. I guess it's, it's remarkable. I'm not a massive Batman fan or anything like that, but I just think it's remarkable what you can do with these characters and and how mm-hmm. you can make what's old new again like you know because people get so oh not again not another batman not another spider-man Ugh. but apparently there there's endless stories to tell uh on the big screen um or even the little screen and i mean i really dug it i really dug the mood the atmosphere i liked how it was really grounded with in reality it's funny because people would say that at the time about like batman begins like grounded in reality or something <laughs> like that but it's not grounded in reality in an epic sense you know the nolan uh trilogy obviously yeah. it's, it's like larger than life obviously uh but this is really really grounded in reality in a good way um and, and this is the way you do need to go by the way following not only the Nolan trilogy, but the stuff that's happened with Batman in the uh, in the Snyderverse. Uh, th- this is the way to go. And even though it's not the same thing, like I really enjoyed the Joker movie, and I could have said the same thing about that movie as I was just saying now. And even though this is not exactly that, and nor does it need to be, it's just 
this is good stuff, man. If you know, whether you're Marvel or DC, I almost wish Marvel had like a separate line of out of MCU movies as well. You know, I, I wish they had like a like a an alternate set of movies that were standalone just to see what they could do um, with things like this. So I don't know. That's my that's my initial hot take. Yeah, they should break out the old uh, Marvel Knights. Uh, company. Do you remember that at all, Isaac? <laughs> or Marvel Max. Yeah, I was going to say Max, but they already did the, the movies, Marvel Knights, for uh, the more dark ones. Like, they did that for Punisher Warzone and, um, oh, what was the other one? Maybe Man-Thing. There's a couple of them under that Marvel Knights uh, roster. But no, no, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear you liked it. I'm very curious for you, Isaac, because it's, it's kind of best, funny. Best, best thing, worst thing. Let's go. Oh, that again. <laughs> Eric, I'm talking to you. Your best thing about the movie and your worst thing about the movie. Best thing is is just to carry on with what I've been saying. Nice to have a fresh original take. Um, all the casting seems to be great. Um, characterizations, all that fantastic. Nice to have an, an actual detective story, a very noir, like detective noir type thing. All that stuff's great. Uh... Worst thing is the length of the movie and then having this weird bit that feels added on like like as if they were insecure at the end. And mm. it felt like it was a little bit tapping into some of the Nolan stuff, which was completely unnecessary for the very end there. Like Oh. I'm talking about like as soon as they said, Oh, there's these um, vans of explosives that are hidden, and like, what the fuck? No, where did this come from? Um, like, we, oh. we were doing fine. We were doing fine, and then everything that happened after that—the levees broke. No, that was superfluous and like distracted from the goodness, the oh, overall wow. goodness of the movie, in my opinion. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's yeah, that's not what I thought you meant. <laughs> I guess I'll give my final thoughts next, Isaac, just to so I can kind of answer that. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I think that I finally, for the first time, got the Batman film that I actually wanted. Because I remember Batman Begins, I was super excited. I loved it, but I was like, they still. I mean, it's not a real Batman movie because this character is only sort of Batman, and that continued throughout all the Nolan movies. And finally, we have actual Batman on screen. The only the only thing that is that he's not he's not quite fully there yet either because he hasn't figured out how to use the Bruce Wayne mask yet. But in terms of the character just being Batman, being the detective, his whole being is Batman. There's no element of Bruce Wayne. Because that's the thing with the Nolan films. They talk about it a little bit that Bruce Wayne is mainly his mask, but it doesn't really come across because we I think we spend so much time with Bruce Wayne this one every time we cut to just him being Bruce Wayne it's like jarring because you're so used to just seeing the Batman persona so I love that love the overall vid visual aesthetic of the movie um, I know Eric you're not a huge fan of Paul Dano I thought he had some stellar moments in this movie um, and I also love how grounded it feels um, yeah I guess that's that's my overall summary I, I loved it um, best thing for me again is the fact that they just nailed what my particular vision of what Batman is. It was just perfect. Um, worst thing 
is like you said, Eric, that tagged on completely felt completely out of place ending, but it's not what you were saying. Mine was the introduction of the Joker. I felt like that was completely disruptive to the end of the movie. The tone of it, the lighting of it, all looks different, like it was filmed later. And once we cut back to uh, Batman and Catwoman, it's like, oh, here we're back in the movie again after that weird little bunny trail. So that was the only thing, and it felt especially worse on my second viewing, just how out of place that felt. But everything else, actually, I'll, I'll give it to you, Isaac. I can comment on the <laughs> Eric spit after. That's fair. Thank you. Uh, what did I think of the Batman 2021? Well, first, or 2022, excuse me. Well, first off, I don't know what the sequel's gonna be called. Please don't call it, like, the Batman 2. Um, <laughs> maybe, I'd say go the way of the Dark Knight and or, like, the Nolan trilogy where it's a different name each time. We haven't done the Cape Crusader yet, by the way. Actually, mm. so, this, so this movie, obviously, what I liked about this is that we have, ang it's somewhat angsty Batman, but it's still, like, He's, he's still a vigilante, clearly, but he's not, like, a hero, per se. By the end of this, he's, I think, working towards that. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, the Kate Crusader could potentially be another title. Um, though people might be... This, okay. <laughs> bunny Trail. Yeah, Bunny Trail. This movie made me want to go back and... <laughs> now we're doing signs. I'm flipping my sign. Uh, first off, I'm feeling it. Like, like I'm absolutely feeling it. Um... Second of all, like if I had a sign, uh, if I had a, I'd like I have, have a board that I was gonna write on, I'd say that this movie made me realize that I should go back and rewatch Batman v Superman Ultimate Cut and look at it or Ultimate Edition and look at it again from a different perspective. Uh, in that, it's probably you know it's again it's, it's an adaptation. Um, I think from that movie we got this film, and I'm glad we did. Um, mm. Because I want to look at that film now with different eyes and a different perspective, and maybe say, okay, like what what he's tr what Snyder's trying to do is 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 ambitious, and it's very much a radical take on these what these characters stand for in reality. But let's see what he's actually trying to say. So again, treating it almost as an art piece, if you can call it that, certainly seems like a bigger transformer or better Transformers film. And speaking of which. Uh, my best thing is not John Turturro, but he certainly comes close to that because man alive. John Turturro, man, like, he's having a career renaissance, I tell you what. I think that man actually can act. Like, he, I guess, I, I think he knew exactly what he was getting into with the Transformers films. Uh, I think he read the script <laughs> and knew, I, I know it exact what's going on here. And this, like, it's a 180. Not even a 180, it's a 180. Um... Also, I'm not going my summary. Yeah, my summary of this film yeah. <laughs> is uh, um, I was I was blown away. Um, three hours did not feel it didn't need to be three hours or not three. It didn't feel like three hours to me. Um, no, nope. it felt Absolutely. like one continuous long story. And this is what Arkham Origins tried to do. Um, this is what it wanted to be. If anybody played that game is this is literally like Arkham Origins, but I think, you know, fully much more realized and thankfully not a prequel to a, uh, to another, I guess, set of games, which was nice, because that was, I, I mean, there was always going to be like, okay, what did year two look like for Batman? But this is, this is nice. Um, I love the fact that as a Batman fan, I recognized 
a lot of the storylines that were cut from the comics. I got to take like I, I saw each and in, every mm-hmm. single individual piece there. Um, I love the mood. I love the rain. This is amazing. Like just, just even though it's all fake rain, I still love all the rain. Uh, I love the architecture, especially like the Wayne. Like oh, yeah. I, we didn't see Wayne Manor, but we saw Wayne Towers, and it's this gothic-looking place. And I'm like, yeah, we we really have never done that before. Um, the performances were excellent. Uh, I don't think there was anybody miscast. Um, the Riddler himself was fully realized, and I don't know what Jim Carrey has to say because apparently Danny DeVito gave. Uh, Colin Farrell is blessing for playing the penguin, and some of the <laughs> Catwomans on. have also like like what? uh, what's, what's her name, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and who I, I think Anne Hathaway gave their blessing for Zoe Kravitz. She did a phenomenal <laughs> job, like 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 absolutely good for her. Um, I don't know what I want to know what Bale has to say about this. I don't think he really has anything to say. I kind of hope I want to I want to see what Nolan's take is. Um, I feel like he'd be proud of this and or like say, yeah, this yeah. is a, this is a good addition, uh, and it's just, and it's Matt Reeves' own idea. I don't know if there'll ever be another one. There'll be a sequel. I don't think so, um, just because of the. Uh, just I think so. Of, I thought it was supposed to be part of a trilogy or something. Yeah, exactly. it is supposed to be a trilogy. It's the kind of the apes trilogy idea, but I don't know if there's a rift between Reeves and Pattinson. Uh, I guess if they wanted to cat recast and do it like years later, I guess they could. Uh, it would be pretty. I think people would cry foul, but like, you know, this. Pat, I don't say Pat, patents, and I can't say Pattinson's the sole reason this film took so long to make. At least from the research I did, but like, the pandemic was certainly what made it go by. Well, not go by, but take very long to make. Whereas, like, apparently the new Fantastic Beast movie only took like a shorter amount of time. And this movie went over budget as well, so a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff is is kind of sad to hear that it was like maybe Matt Reeves praises it, but he also might just just look at it with disdain and not come back to it. So I respect him for not coming back to it if he chooses not to. But you made a you made a fantastic film, Matt Reeves. Like you, I think you've given the audiences uh, every comic book fan out there who is stuck with this character for like the eighty-five years he's been around. You've, I mean, not 85, 80 years. Soon to be 80 years, actually. All those people. Um, they're in, like, the old folks' home. Oh, yeah, all those people, all those kids who were reading it back in 1939. Uh, you've given them all, like, hope. You've given them, not even hope, you've just given them, like, approval to say, like, this is what we want. Like, this is exactly what we needed. And should it have been R, I, th- I would love to see an R-rated cut of this. Um does it need to be? No, I don't, I don't think so. But it's it's certainly got that Arkham grit to it where it's just like it's it's very like the subject matter is very dark. And oh, by the way, this stands perfectly. Maybe. No, I, I don't know if I can say that. But I don't know if this stands perfectly apart or you can you can you, this stands neck and neck, if not above Daredevil. But I don't know, like. This is this is I don't know, you you we would have to almost do like a comparison video, uh, or talk yeah. between like you know the first season of Daredevil and then this, especially since like I know Daredevil's a lot longer but like this still has like three hours, so like it's going it's going for something almost. There a case can be made between these two. So you didn't feel like the whole because yeah I get I 
I understand, like, Eric saying, like, oh, because it feels like, yeah, the, the plot's solved, the, the Riddler's been captured, the mob side of it's been, like, closed, so then we get this addendum where it's, yeah, a big, like, epic attack on the city type thing. The levies. I get feeling, yeah, I get feeling like that, like, kind of, uh, maybe came out of nowhere or unnecessarily extended it, but I thought it was, it fully rounded out with the, because, yeah, the those were just two elements the, the city itself was still a broken place so we needed something that would bring the whole city together just stopping that one killer or stopping that one mob boss wasn't the wake-up call they needed and same for batman too he didn't realize that he he was the one that created the problem really in the first place yep. with uh, the, the riddler so he also needed that wake-up call this does the perfect job of saying like batman you're the problem uh in the best way possible um makes it clear and doesn't feel forced nor preachy uh it gives it's it's perfect with that and arkham origins tried to do that as well and it's it's funny because i i kept asking myself like how's this gonna end and i didn't think of any of the trailer parts the trailer shots with him i i kept thinking of the scene with him like where's the scene with him with the flare and guiding those people i thought they were going back to the orphanage uh for that but that wasn't the case mm. um i i was just like yeah how's this gonna end because this can't just end with Riddler being captured. Something has to happen. Like, this is... No, this is... Like, the, the change. Like, actual change has to come. And it's funny, because I sort of... Not called it, but I, I sort of looked at something and saw foreshadowing, maybe. Uh, some subtle ones. Of When I looked... The, the, there was a shot of... Right at the waterfront, I could see the fact that the water level was higher than like the city itself, and I was like, "Okay, is, there, is this like a commentary on global warming here? Like, is this like a an area of of Earth where like the like we actually see the the floods or the the, the sea level is raised higher, and so they had to build levees, and it used to not be. So this is like a a sort of t talk on or is is a sort of point on global warming or something like that." And then I thought, really, be a shame if those things, if like somehow that the, like the water got into the city somehow, because that would cause a lot of havoc. And then that's exactly what happened. Because <laughs> the shot from the trailer is that van exploding, and I didn't think what that was. For, I didn't even think of that until the very end. I thought it was a missing trailer scene. Oh, and the only missing trailer scene I thought I saw was just the first victim that we see with the Riddler was he was like unraveling the tape a little more, and he kept doing it like in a rhythmic pattern like that was not in the movie that's that's fine like that was just you know whatever that, that, that that's fine it was just him doing it like for it's a deleted scene whatever it's an alternate tape but i loved the ending with that of just him actually being a hero like him saving these people um and showing that he actually cares like that was what we needed um so I'm I'm I absolutely think that ending was justified. Um, I think the only the, it's a make it or break it though, because Reeves has to he has to talk about it either in uh, the sequel if he makes it. Uh, far as I'm aware, the HBO series that they're gonna do uh, is not slated after the film. It's all prequel stuff regarding. Oh. Like, what is it? It's regarding the cops, it's regarding Oswald, and it's regarding something else. I don't remember what. 
Oh. But it's it's if it if it happens, I have no idea. But yeah, I could see, like because you know he it's basically no man's land by the end of it almost I think. Uh, mm -hmm. No man's land light, and yeah. I just uh, like yeah I I hope that he can talk about that. I hope he brings that up because if he doesn't, I I'd say it's a big waste because that's like the only plot thread left hanging. I'd say. Maybe it's not the only one. There's probably plenty others, but I'm just thinking to myself. I'm like, no, that's the only one that I can think of. But it's you just you, you set yourself up for a sequel this way. It's just like, come on, I want to see like what this what this comes down to. Uh, and goodness gracious, the music like Giacchino, like yes. you deserve an Oscar because yes, yeah. And you know me, I'm a very quick to bash Giacchino. I frequently find him. Um, cheesy or bland oh or gosh. too little sometimes too bombastic but this yeah I, I think he absolutely nailed it and it's funny because on my second viewing I was listening to his score and I was like now why why would he hear this this music that he's written and hear Batman I don't I, I definitely wouldn't just hearing it but once I see what the movie it's like oh yeah it absolutely fits but so it was an unusual choice, but it ended up working out great. So so good for him. <laughs> In that uh, yeah, that Nirvana song was a, another great choice. I think it was Nirvana I'm that song. I'm so happy they used that in the movie. It wasn't just a trailer song. It was, and it it fits the themes and the ideas of the movie perfectly. And it's it's used it's used. Oh, I I loved it. Yeah, fantastic. I really yeah. loved it. I kind of wanted to see like a admittedly like the the, the uh, speculative fiction person in me or spectacle fighter in me wanted to see him fighting somebody at the very end of the film with the main theme of the batman as as it's called like like the, the track itself is called batman um if you listen to it somebody on youtube pointed out this kind of obviously is that it's got the same chords it's got the same notes as the imperial march and once, oh, once really? I once I heard that, I was like, or once I thought about it, I was like, oh, I can't stop thinking about that now. That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, go back and listen to it, and you're just like, oh man, it actually is just the theme to the the Empire Imperial March. Oh golly. <laughs> Except he probably got it from so. Apparently, <clears throat> apparently there was a. Uh, is, is, if yeah, I hope, I hope. TV Tropes is writing this, but apparently Giacchino wrote this before, uh, or at least wrote a melody well before uh, Matt Reeves even shot a piece of the film, which I can believe. So interesting. I, I could believe that. Yeah, and the use of uh, Ave Maria, there's that, I, I really like the moment when, um, I love that whole interaction with Batman and the Riddler when they meet in the prison. And he ends up at the end just like seeing that taunting, tauntingly in Batman's face. I think that's great. I'm very curious for your thoughts on on Dano Eric because I know you kind of turned on him in, in later years. But do you think he was good in this one? Did you think he was? No, I mean it's fine. It's just what I said. Like Dano's Dano now, or this is Dano doing Dano, uh, which is okay. But I don't know. I mean, was. Maybe Nicholson was doing Nicholson, uh, what he had become known for mm -hmm. at the time when he did Batman 89. 
you know, because he was doing like yeah. just this crazier version of him in The Shining or something. Uh, no, I didn't hate it, and I wasn't against it. It didn't like ruin it. it but it's just weird, and also because it was it was Dano being Dano, just like he was in uh, the movie that you, that you had me watch, The Prisoners, um, hmm. which was Dano being Dano. It's very similar. They just like took him out of the Prisoners and put him into this. <laughs> that persona. Wow. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I thought he had some really impactful. Uh, like there's that scene near the end when he's like, maybe it's spoilers, but he's like, because we see throughout the movie that he has like a social media presence and he's like talking to his creepy little friends and he like screams the word suffering. And for whatever, for whatever reason, the way that he just delivered that, that whole rant about how he was going to turn the tables on them and then they would wonder like, like, what, like how did this happen to us? I thought he was fantastic in that moment. And again, the whole thing with Batman, but the that joker scene again i i can't get over how i really wish that was not included <laughs> i i really think it was uh, an embarrassing scene in some ways but <laughs> did, any thoughts for you guys did you guys uh did that, did that bother you or was it just kind of there or to me it was just kind of there not really necessary but as i've heard some people speculate even though it obviously hints to the joker it doesn't mean that necessarily that that actually is the joker or that is who we will see portray the joker or like in a future sequel or something um it just could it but i mean or it could be the joker whatever but i i don't know it's neither here nor, nor there for me and also again not being like a diehard dc or batman person i don't have all this i don't have all these ideas attached to the joker as far as who the joker should be or how the joker should be um, so I, yeah, I, I don't have strong feelings. It wasn't even that I found their Joker, like, too comedic or something. It was just, the scene just felt sort of place, and I thought even Dano, like, especially when he, like, delivers the friend line and they start laughing, I thought it was just played silly for whatever reason. I was like, this does not feel in tone with this super depressing or depressed kind of vibe of the rest of the movie. This feels like it was just plucked out of... I feel like maybe it was like an inserted... Like supposed to be a post credit scene, but... Maybe Matt Reeves was like, I don't want to do a post credit scene, so it's just awkwardly inserted. Could I be. Don't know. <laughs> know. Could be. So I never gave my best thing or worst thing. <laughs> well, I'll start with my worst thing, which was the Joker. Ah. Uh, it's one of those... It, it is the common trope... Not trope. It's, it is the common criticism that everybody else has of the mere presence of him just being in the piece is what pisses me off about it um, oh. of the whole like how you could say that with any character how like overplayed they are uh, I'm not saying he was overplayed I just say like the fact that he's just sh like he always has to be in a film about this it's like yeah but it's the Batman and Joker it makes sense for once I didn't want to see that um because I just wanted this to be Riddler's movie and just not even mentioned and no like calling card at the end. I thought the Joker's was enough, personally speaking. Um, mm. And then I looked again on TV Tropes and it seemed that Matt Reeves' take was, uh, I'm pretty sure this is the word of God, so unless I'm wrong with that. His take is that it's not supposed to be, it is the Joker. Like it, it, it clearly is the Joker, 
but it's it it's it's he does it he has existed since year one with Batman. Uh, and he's in here, but he's not fully like the Joker yet. So I'm just like, okay, I get that. I still personally just don't like his presence in there. And I'll probably be one over eventually. Uh, maybe with sequels, who knows. Uh, I'm kind of being a little bit stupid about this right now. I can't really think of anything else. Best, what is my best thing? That's a good question. I would say the limited use that they, because that, when I say limited use, uh, that's kind of similar to like maybe Dune. The limited use of CGI. I'll say that. The limited use of CGI, like uh, like heavy stuff, um, it probably uses more of, like CGI than no one did. But for everything uh, they did practically here, I am very impressed, especially with Colin Farrell. Um, oh yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Like I don't. I get. I. I hope. I assume you guys know who that actor is. But like, I'm. He looks like Richard Kind. Everybody says that he looks like Richard. I thought that was Richard Kind, but with makeup. Um, it's so funny. Like, because I first saw him, I was like, "It's just Richard Kind." It's not. It's it's Colin Farrell. I'm like, it's so unrecognizable. Just the practicality and the CGI integration with this film is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that car chase scene I think looked fantastic. Looked pretty real. The scene when um, he dives off the police station and he's in that his like, real suit. I think that looked fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think nobody gave like a trash performance here. I would. Yeah, I would just say, best thing is the use of practicality and the CGI. Um, I love the filter as well. The filter is not like whoever the cinematographer is deserves an Oscar. <laughs> it was shot so well. Just, just praise all around. That's my, those are my final thoughts. Of like, go see it if you can. Absolutely. Uh, if there's an IMAX theater near you or an Ultra AVX, go see it in that. Um, but yeah, give give this film money. Give it attention. It's an actual detective story, uh, and had me guessing. I thought that Riddler was uh, initially the the reporter that uh, that Falcone offed. Because uh, that was where that was what my conclusion was like. Oh, it's the reporter. Because we keep mentioning the reporter. Is like okay, so he survived somehow, and he became the Riddler. I'm like because uh, he's an investigative journalist or whatever it was. It's like okay, that's that's where he kind of gets it from. Um, and then I and then that wasn't the case. And I was like, okay, well, what if this is just me like giving theories? What if the reporter was the Riddler's dad, and that's how he became an orphan? Uh, that's, that's going a little maybe too far-fetched, but I'm just like, ah, maybe that's it. Pro probably not. Um, that's it. I don't know what else to say about this film, other than I will see it again. And we can finally s die, all die, knowing that there is an actual, like, Batman portrayal on screen. And yeah, Pattinson, great, great job. Uh, I hope... I hope the sex you were having with Zoe Kravitz on the Batmobile behind the scenes was worth oh, it for this. <laughs> oh, I have to mention this. I don't know if you heard this when we went to the theater last night. But um, as we were sitting there watching the credits, there was a, a a couple that sat up or stood up behind us. And the the guy was like, oh, what'd you think? And she was like, oh, you know, it could have been a good movie. But the minute I saw Robert Pattinson... I was like, oh no, now all I can think of is sparkly vampires in Twilight, and I just couldn't get that out of my head the whole movie. She was like, so it kind of ruined it. And I was like, wow. Wow. 14 <laughs> years later. I mean, fair enough, I guess, if that's your experience, but it's just like, 
Wow. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, yeah, and Pattinson still feel... He convinced me he's Batman. It's not like I didn't think he was. I just seriously think he's... He looks like Nightwing. Like, he just clearly mm. looks like Nightwing. Like, it, it, I just... I want to see two escrimis sticks and then the bodysuit. I'm just like, it's bat. Like, he could be Dick Grayson as Batman. But it's not. It's Bruce Wayne. But he convinced me. He, he did convince Also, I guess people complain, oh, there's not enough Bruce Wayne in here. There's only, like, it's all Batman. I think it works. Um, that's not to yeah. say I would I'd love to see him play Bruce Wayne in the next film. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, again, I'm not saying his Bruce Wayne here was weak or anything like that. I think that was intentional. Yeah. Exactly. He because he didn't he didn't understand that he needed that that mask yet. He doesn't really. All he is is Batman. He can't see anything else. And until he knows it's working, he can't can't really look at it from an outside perspective until he realizes the mistake that he was making. Exactly. He realizes that there needs to be an alter ego. Like <laughs> you said, like this whole movie justifies or questions like if being a vigilante or a superhero is is worth it all. Uh, and if it's actually a good mm-hmm. thing, and name one Marvel series that's not Daredevil, or some of the Netflix stuff that that questions about this. Quick, quick questions about what? Uh, gives brings up these points. Sorry, yeah, brings these points up. Excuse me. Yeah, about the like what it means to be like a hero. Yep. Um, I feel like the closest thing they've come is maybe Ultron. Yes. Is is kind of like what is it? What does it mean to be here? What does it mean to, like Tony becomes so obsessed with it? He, he, I think he has a line where he's like, "What does he want to like put an armor suit around the world, something like that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He says that. Yeah, and that spirals yeah, off. Yeah, but yeah, no, I I get your point, but <laughs> yeah, there's a problem there though. Uh, I unfortunately I have to counter you with uh, people canceled Age of Ultron, so that's no longer that's no longer that's not canon. No, no, no. That's that's not really true. <laughs> People, mainstream people don't like that anymore, so you can't you can't use Age of Ultron anymore because it's a bad film. Well, to be fair, I think mainstream people never really cared for Age of Ultron in the first place. I think it was always... Mainstream people don't care about Marvel. Let's be, let's be real here. Well, wait a second, what? what? <laughs> mainstream people don't care about Marvel? No, no, no. They just, what do they care about then? What? They are making Marvel. Yeah, what? They they care about talking about it, and they care about it like they, they care about uh, the fact that it'll give them attention if they talk about Marvel. They don't care about Marvel itself. This this is completely not the case. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. <laughs> but 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 anyway, that yes, great movie. Uh, let's let's get to the main event here. Which is a scanner darkly, not as far off in the Marvel. But, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming on for this little bonus review here, and yeah, now we'll move on to the main event.